to our podcast, Alm. This is Mitchell. Today I'm joined by Maya. Maya, how are you doing this morning? Hi, Mitchell. I've been doing great. Today for breakfast I had eggs and bacon and my dad gave me a lift to school this morning. That's good. I'm also joined by Lamb. Hi, Mitchell. And I'm also joined by Alex. Hey, Mitchell. We've got lots to talk about today, including a mysterious lost airport cat, an incredibly special pet that goes interstellar, and some mythical madness. But first we're going to be talking about a mysterious, stinky appearance in Ukraine. You're listening to Alm. If you found a lost wheelie bin, what would you do with it? Well, Mitchell, I'd be really confused and I would ask my mum why I would it be out there and ask if my dad might have left it out because he always does that. I'd probably not get a response from her. I would give it to my friend in case they don't have a bin at home, but if they already did, I would probably find lost animals and create a coop using the bin and train the animals. I have found one after the trucks have came out and I went around my neighbourhood looking for if anyone had a missing bin, then I gave up when the day had ended. The next day it had disappeared. Well, the lost wheelie bin was spotted by a journalist at the border of Ukraine close to Poland. Philip Crother, who was reporting on the war in Ukraine for the AP News, posted a video of it on Twitter. He saw the out-of-place bin last Friday as he was leaving his work. The post said the bin was on the side of the road just before the border to Poland and was being used by the border guard station. Mr Crother asked the Hampshire Council, how did one of your wheelie bins make it all the way to Ukraine? The council responded, hi Philip, I have checked the notebook, but we do not seem to have an answer for this odd appearance. Residents have been able to buy our bins for several years now, and therefore they can end up anywhere, even Eastern Europe. Though while we are not sure exactly how this one made its way there, it is always interesting to see where they end up, even if collection does prove to be a bit of a challenge. Lamb. Would you go all the way to Ukraine to find out whose wheelie bin it was? Hmm, maybe I would go to Ukraine to find out whose wheelie bin it was, even though it's a far way away. We've got lots coming up, including a poor lost airport cat, an incredible special pet that goes interstellar, and some mythical madness. You're listening to Alm. you do if you lost a pet? Once I lost a pet, his name was Frank McDonald Magoo. I looked everywhere but I could not find him, so I rushed up my parents. I screamed, Mum, thank you, McDonald Magoo is missing. My mum replied, it's fine, we will find him. Soon after, my parents told me they found Frank McDonald Magoo dead. Well, if I lost my two cats called Max and Molly, I would probably cry for quite a while and probably scream, no, around the house. I would try and search everywhere through all the cupboards, all the hiding places and search the place and area so much. And if we didn't find them, I would make a grave in my backyard for them with their favourite blanket in the ground. If I did lose my cats, I would think about them for days and days on end. It would probably make my life pretty miserable. Well, apparently, Rowdy, the four-year-old cat, had been dodging airport staff. She would dodge airline employees and animal experts in Boston Airport since escaping from her cage in pursuit of some birds. An airport spokesperson said, Whether out of tiredness or hunger, we'll never know, but this morning she finally let herself get caught. 
Luckily, the black cat was given a health check and is now ready to return to her family. I'm quite in disbelief, said her owner. What were the odds that we were actually going to get her back? When their flight landed, the feline ran from her cage to try catch some birds. A chase ensued with her getaway sparking a massive search by staff, construction workers and animal welfare advocates. On a mission to track down the pet, the group set up wildlife cameras to try to catch her. In a Facebook post, Mrs Sally said they also sent the airport rowdies favourite treats to be placed in cages and even recorded voice notes for them to play. Alex, how far would you go to beg for a cat if they weren't found for three weeks? Ooh, well, considering that I've lost my cats before, then I'd probably beg until I'm dead. <laughs> well, we've got lots more coming up, including an special pet that goes interstellar and some mythical madness. You're listening to Am. you do to pass the time if you were stranded in space? Oh, that's a hard one. I think I would probably try to go to the moon or another planet to explore, or I would probably try to go back to Earth to get a spacesuit because I wouldn't be able to breathe or move around. I would also try and find a rocket, food and water. I would also try and build a spaceship of my own if I found some usable space junk. I don't think I would survive very long considering that I wouldn't be able to breathe. I might try shouting something like help, but I don't think it would do anything since no one's up there. I mean, I could try to go somewhere, but it's space, so you can't really go anywhere with nothing, can you? Well, I'd try finding an actual rocket and find food, water and an astronaut suit so I could explore another planet and find alien life so I could start a civilization out of Earth so there is a planet B if our planet is a deserted and slash or destroyed. I would build it out of space junk as that is also causing economic problems for our universe. I believe if this were to happen, we would have to make the planet be more economic, make less litter and use all economic electricity alternatives so we wouldn't have to make an alternative planet again. Well, did you know a hamster has successfully returned to Earth after being lured into the stratosphere of a flying balloon? The space ham has reached a maximum altitude of 23 kilometres and is in good health after being safely recovered off the sea of Japan's island. According to the company behind this daring experiment, the hamster was placed in an airtight cabin of 60 centimetres high and 50 centimetres in diameter. With the same atmospheric pressure and the temperature as the ground, one photograph showed the rodent looking wistfully out the window while being 12 kilometres above the earth. The camera installed inside the cabin showed the animals snoozing comfortably during this gradual rising. It is hoped that this will bring space travel to the masses and the experiment was designed to give would be a consumer's confidence. Further test flights to an altitude of 25 kilometres are a plan and at this time people would be able to see the curve of the earth. Running in a wheel may seem a little underwhelming for the hamster now that it has a taste for heights. Mitchell, what would you do in your civilization if you realised hamsters were in orbit with you? Well, first that would be weird, but I would get in my rocket ship and fly into orbit. Then I would grab the hamsters and bring them down onto my planet and let the hamsters roam free. Then some would be pets, but we would have to let at least half of the population roam free. We've got more coming up, including a mythical mystery. You're listening to Owl.
If you could have a mythical pet, what would you have and why? I would probably have a phoenix, as I think phoenixes are quite amazing, even if they don't exist. They can breathe fire and rebirth through fire when they die. They burst into ashes and soon rebirth through them. I would fly around on my phoenix and it would bring me things when I needed them most. People would look up and go, whoa, and I would look down and say, goodbye, lowly peasants, and I would fly away in the distance, everyone watching me. I would fly high up to the sky and swoop all the way back down. I would totally have a dragon. I'm the year of the dragon and they're super cool mythical creatures. I will look after it in the paddock of my backyard and take it to flying lessons on the beach at 12am and do fly, fire breathing lessons at 1am in the middle of nowhere. I would feed it after dinner and use the time as an excuse for outdoors. For some reason, I feel like a dragon would like to eat chips, so I would feed them spicy chips as a snack. Oh, and I would also feed it capsicum because I hate eating it and my mum always gives it to me. If my mum found out, I would be really grounded and she would be like, Oh, Gmail, what in the world is that crazy, scary, scary creature? Well, a six-year-old girl called Madeline was on a quest to keep a unicorn in her backyard and figured she would get the hard part out of the way first, which was getting permission. Madeline wrote a letter to the Los Angeles Country Department of Animal Care and Control with a straightforward request to have a unicorn living in her backyard. It reads, Dear LA Country, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. Please send me a letter in response. The director, Marcia Maeda, wrote back a few weeks later with good news. She said, The department does in fact license unicorns under certain conditions. Those include polishing the unicorn's horns at least once a month with a soft cloth feeding it watermelon, which is one of its favourite treats, at least once a week, covering it with only biodegradable sparkles and giving it regular access to sunlight, moonbeams and rainbows. Maeda was confident about Madeline. Maeda also sent her a pink certificate that read pre-approved unicorn license for her rare future pet with curlicue script as well as a heart-shaped tag engraved with the words permanent unicorn license. And because unicorns are indeed very rare to find, the department is also giving Madeline a plush unicorn to keep her company during her search for her unicorn as a token of its appreciation. It is always rewarding to hear from young people who thoughtfully consider the requirements of providing a, a loving home to animals, Maida wrote. I commend your sense of responsible pet ownership to seek permission in advance. Mayor, if you had to write to the government to get permission for a dragon, what would you write your main reason is that you want one? I, I would probably promise I would look after it and feed it a bunch of chips and keep it out of sight from people I don't trust, especially my mum. Sorry, mum. That is all we have time for today. My name is Alex with Mitchell, Mayor and Lamb. Thanks so much for joining us here on ALM. If you would like to hear more episodes from ALM, you can check them all out at our school's own podcast page at archdradio.com. This podcast was produced by Mitchell, Mayer, Lamb and Alex for St. Joseph's School Highmarsh in partnership with ArchD Radio and Podcasting. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this channel to hear heaps of other school life stories. Bye. Bye. Bye.